It's showtime. Kincaid, three hours of conversation, cussing and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. Well, howdy. We begin this Moran Monday, the 8th day of January 2024. This is the Horn. Head on.live is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go if you'd like to be part of the merry, wacky, zany, real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza that is the Horn chat room in the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, most weeks, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. All time zones in between and the Great Globe Round. And uh, if you do happen to pop in just now while the program's live, you'll be greeted by the early arrivers to the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zany. Uh, that's too much hutch and routes and squeaky, all capably moderated by a lo- longtime horn chief agronomist, chief mathematician, bud trimmer emeritus, and zimmergist extraordinaire, Roger in Oregon. Hi, I'm Robin. If you happen to be listening to the podcast, please, please, uh, take the fraction of a second that it takes to like the podcast and maybe a, a couple of extra seconds to leave a comment on that particular episode. And that draws the uh, the attention of the fickle algorithms and helps the program become a little bit more visible. And we are seeing increased visibility and meeting new people, and it's wonderful. And you're the ones who are pushing that and making that happen, so thank you. Um, like I said, it is more in Monday. Nine, Yes, 999, Brother Deacon. Absolutely. I hear there was a... I hear there was a... Uh, a, a positively... Uh, Delightful back porch after the program on Friday. Brother Deacon Asa invited me by, but I, uh, I figured I, I figured I would just uh, well, long week. So uh, I'm glad y'all had fun. The, the back porch is what happens on Friday after Friday on the front porch goes off the air, right? Yeah. So program note: no program tomorrow. I will be attending a gathering down in, in Charleston to commemorate and it really does blow my mind 
commemorate the 10th anniversary of the Freedom Disaster. When 40,000 gallons of toxic Freedom Industries methyl chlorohexane methanol spilled into the public water drinking supply of nine West Virginia counties, affecting some 300,000 people. It was horrible. It was horrible. And, of course, uh, my dear friends at Coal River Mountain Watch were deeply involved in making sure that water, drinkable water, got to some of the affected communities. Because that's what, that's, that's what Coal River Mountain Watch is about. Rebuilding sustainable communities and ending mountaintop removal. Well, you can't sustain a community without clean drinking water. But it was. It was, it was ten years ago. So I will be down there for that, and then we'll be back to it on Wednesday, the 10th of January. And, uh, well, I appreciate your forbearance. Every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is, of course, no different. So thanks go out to our uh, subscribers and a la carte contributors from uh, today and yesterday the 7th and Saturday the 6th. That means we say thank you uh, to Marsha. Thank you, Marsha. And uh, thank you to Cat in Ohio. Thank you, James. Thanks to John. And to Michael in Chicago, formerly of Madison. Thank you, Charlene in Rogues Island. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you all for being partial sponsors of the program. And so we find ourselves with a fundraising goal of $455, which is not awful. But $455, and we'll, in order to try to keep this little independent broadcast effort on the air, can't put it any more plainly than that. So let's see how that all, uh, let's see how that all plays out. Um, note coming in from Wave, Gilligan's Island. As a young immigrant child assimilating to the 1970s South Bronx American experience, Gilligan's Island, arrayed with Star Trek, was my favorite shows. I idolized the professor. I sympathized with Gilligan. Lusted after Marianne. Ignored or was irritated by Ginger. Starlets are usually terrible in... Wave. Terrible in bed, a belief in an ideology that has served me well in adult life. And endeavored to find a millionaire or a billionaire that was as humane and jovial as the Howl. Shout out to Jim Backus. Skipper! At five or six years old, I was sure that Skipper was an alcoholic, and it was probably his fault the SS Minnow tanked, and he probably spent the next decade abusing Gilligan for his terrible captainship. Saddest episode I've ever watched of episodic television was the rescue show. It was 1983, I think. Wave says, I was failing socially, although doing very, very well academically. The nascent fires of puberty were turning my quirky and rambunctious personality to full-blown type 2 bipolar, and to borrow a phrase, I was adrift at sea. The world tasted like copper pennies, and sky was always the color of static and turbulence. Why the fuck did they come back? 
Ignore the fact that these were now two decades older actors with mortgages and alimony to pay, and Ginger didn't even do the show. Did one of her rich suitors fly a helicopter and scoop her up? Who knows? They were in paradise, and they came back. Although they didn't have a single luxury. In my mind then and still, they had it made. They drank pure water, ate good food, slept under the stars, palm trees, and tropical breezes, safely ensconced in the bosom of a loving Pacific island. They were back in the rat race, again, cogs in the machine, strapped back into the matrix. Uh, From the bowels of Hell's Point, Hunts Point, New York City, and Murder Gardens, Carroll City, Miami Gardens, crack at Epidemic Ground Zero, I thought they chose poorly, in fact. I thought to myself I wouldn't come back, and if a rescue plane soared overhead, I'd cover myself in palm fronds and coconut shells and hide. The hood is where naked capitalism goes to rape, rob, and pillage, usually under the approving and watchful eye of the local police and or government. In the 1970s, in the actual glowering embers of high-rises, arson insurance fraud, the Bronx was burning. Fuck them, mm, and them, mm, fucked up, mm, too. All kinds of little slurs there. I knew then if you didn't have any commas, you were worthless, flotsam, jetsam, refuse, flotsam and jetsam, trash. Welded to the fact, because of my neurochemistry, I always felt like trash, refuse, jetsam, There's an old Woody Woodpecker cartoon where Woody is battling hunger and starvation. It was a dark cartoon for a grade schooler. To be honest, I haven't seen it since, but to describe the cartoon, Woody is sitting across the table with a a, 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 a Sithless Grim Reaper character, Woody's stomach violently grumbling, and the character, starvation is intimating suicide or cannibalism. Like I said, dark. In my mind, I was always sitting at a table. My dark side figure was suicide. He was always there at my lowest or messiest moments, gleefully or seductively suggesting a final solution to my problems. Twenty-plus years ago, I found another solution, the Conch Republic, the Florida Keys. I think it's the magnetic waves here, but I digress. The Keys are the oldest populated landmass in the grimy state of Florida. When the Spanish were still figuring out St. Augustine, Keys pirates were raping, robbing, and pillaging the Florida Keys, focusing on mostly the lower Keys, Marathon, Big Pine, Key West. I have a whole thing I can go into about my first trip to Marathon, 2000. This ain't about that. This is about my drunk dual dual ocean Mayberry Marathon, my 1990s time capsule, my own Gilligan's Island. This is about GasPAC, 527 organization, tasked and inspired to sell cannabis, help the helpless, feed the hungry, and heal the sick. Today, January 8th, 2024. Ida, how'd your name game go? Or how'd your game go? Me. My team didn't win. Fuck Eli Apple. Fuck Josh Allen, specifically, and fuck the Bills in general. Ida, good, because I hate the Dolphins. Me, why are you trying to piss me off so early in the morning? That hurt my feelings. Ida, laughing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. Hey, I wanted to thank you for your lighter last night and ask you a question. Can I snap a picture? She poses. I cycle through the myriad functions on my phone and take a series of really bad photos. As someone who's had a cup of coffee in the visual arts and digital media business, I'm frustrated. Me, internally, director, main entity, take a fucking picture. Go simple. Jeez. Me, internally, other voices. But we want to make art. Me, one, director. Fuck art. We made art. We got to go to Miami. Feed Honey Bunny and see what Ida wants. Me, Manny. But the picture is dark. Me, one, snap. Ida, that's a beautiful picture. Me, Manny, we hate it. Me, one, sigh, the picture. Well, you see the picture. Ida, can I tell you something? Me, go ahead. First, I'm glad you're taking care of Honey Bunny. She wasn't happy with Alex. Uh, Ida, I'm a reader. I read people. Her aura sparkles when she's around you. Me, smile.
Can I ask you something? Go ahead. Will you sell me some weed? I can get you something. Tell you what. How about you give me a tiny bit of your tobacco and I'll roll us a tiny split. Very cool. You know what? What? I quit drinking, says Ida. Me. Smiles. Ida, it'll be 30 days on the 12th. Me. Yee. We have to get you a 30-day chip. I'll go with you. Me. I'm 1,000% sure Alex is going to sex traffic her. Me. 002, Alex is only bi because he's Cuban. Me, 003, Alex is gay and can't be allowed to be gay. Ida, he did something to his last girlfriend. She was pretty like Roz. They found her dead on US-1. Me, I know. Ida, how do you know? To be continued. I'm parking it here, Hornistas, because this is a big, big story. It has lots of moving parts, lots of pictures, and an ocean an ocean of insights and ponderings. The horn needs money to get to get to the R-rated R parts and the really, really grimy journalism that I will publish on this platform, practically speaking, the horn needs to be here. So what that means is money now. Your trusty keys correspondent has gigabytes of content, and I don't need anything, but I need to know the horn's okay. We're in the final years of empire. I don't think we're going to make it, but we still need to stay organized, connected, and funded. If trans people are the canary in the global geopolitical Christo-fascist civil liberty coal mine, as a derelict Seventh-day adventurer, picture me as the old sleeping hunting dog, happily asleep by the fire, enjoying his canary friends' chirps and banter. I'm suddenly awake and growling. Trump says he wants special religious police to enforce Sharia law. The canary's on the floor, on the carpet, death-switching. This old dog whines pensively, takes a deep whiff of his now-dead bird friend, slowly puts his head down between two forward paws, furtively sighs. The bird is dead. What was considered alarmism 36 months ago is now... My constant news feed. We need to stick together. We're the resistance. Your lives and actual safety may one day need to need the voice of the horn to get news or pass a message. We are the voice of the broke-ass huddled masses. This is a shout-out to Daniel. Yep, Kim has to stop drinking. And Daniel, no more early morning bonfires. Only crazy people do that shit. Spoiler alert. Bipolar. Multiple personality disorder. Me, Legion. I'm coming out of the neuroatypical closet. And a photo. Aww. That's definitely the keys. And there's our early morning bonfire. Thank you. Thank you, Wave. That... Well, you don't get that just everywhere. A busy mind, busily trying to capture thoughts. Thank you. Thank you. So we will have much more on Monday content as this first full week of January gets underway. I confess my mind is much on the freedom disaster. Because, you know, all the national journalists went away. This is the way it is with any disaster here in West Virginia, Appalachia, lots of other parts of the country. Interesting for a time, but then the stories begin to run dry. And uh, they lose interest. But the losses from the freedom disaster, are still with us. 
one of the great horrors I have out of all of that. And, and, and remember, I mean, this fits on more and Monday because a couple of entrepreneurially inclined dudes, one of whom or maybe both of whom got busted selling coke out of a seedy bar in, I think, Montgomery, West Virginia, if memory serves. Yeah, they, they, they were the ones behind Freedom Industries. What could possibly go wrong? Thousands and thousands of gallons of a toxic chemical in a, 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 a ratty and rusting storage uh, tank not far above the intake for the public water supply. And Coke bros. And I don't mean the Coke bros. You know, one of whom is dead. And it, no, Chuck and Dave, no. These are bros who were into, well, Bolivian marching powder. And they were, of course, performing services providing deadly chemicals for the coal industry. And one of the horrors that does attend my thoughts on this, and I hope to hear something about this tomorrow, and it's like that, like this here in the sacrifice zone. You live with you, 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 you live with the toxins, you live with the poisons day in and day out, whether it's methyl cyclone, cyclohexane, methanol, or ultra-fine particulates from mountaintop removal blasting sites. You can't see it. You can't feel it. The exposure's already taken place. And then just one day, for some reason, you're at the doctor's office, and they yeah, let's get a... Let's get a let's get a CT scan of that. I don't like the sound of this. And you know you hate it when you're when your primary care physician. I don't like the sound of this. And of course a whole bunch of West Virginians are uninsured. Hi. Um and then and then you get to sit down and it's like, well, it's your turn in it's your turn in the barrel. And so, you know, for 10 years, there's been a, an involuntary study on human exposure effects of methyl chlorohexane methanol on 300,000 people. And I wonder if they're even gathering data or if they would just rather not. I don't know. Um, I need to check on something real quick. Oh, by the way, thanks to Don in West Tennistan. Uh, a subscriber on the 6th. Don't know how I missed that. And News Ninja Gene, yes, it did show up. Uh, only it, it, it was your sixth, it's our fifth. Yeah, time differences being what they are. So thanks for calling my attention to that. Now, I mentioned, I mentioned the Coke Bros and the Freedom Disaster. 
Business Insider has been rather busy of late. We'll have an uh, we'll have another Business Insider story here in a little bit that's perfect for um, more in Monday. But in this case, it's a headline. Thank you for drawing my attention to it, Brother DeCanesa. A headline, Elon, Business Insider again. Elon Musk's drug use was so concerning it prompted a Tesla director to forego a re-election bid, according to the Wall Street Journal. So this is Business Insider citing the Wall Street Journal. Well, how do you see a headline on that and not click? Because, I mean, that's how, that's how it works now, right? The Wall Street Journal reported executives across Elon Musk's companies worry about his drug use. A former Tesla director didn't seek re-election to the company's board due to his drug use. The outlet reported, Wall Street Journal, Tesla board members were concerned Musk was on drugs when he made his funding secured tweet. And the Wall Street Journal report cites Linda Johnson Rice, who served a two-year term on uh, the Tesla board. It ended in 2019, and she chose not to run for re-election. And she told multiple Tesla board members about Leon Scum abusing drugs uh, Emilio with the million dollar question what was Elmo Tusk using I'm guessing speed of some sort well I have a list you're just you're just a little little you just jumped the gun by a little tiny bit Emilio uh, his drug use included and the 2019 Hunter S. Thompson Memorial Drug Abuse Award goes to ah, Elon Musk. I mean, this is like the laundry list out of uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I didn't tell him about the ether. Poor bastard would uh, about the bats. The poor bastard would see those soon enough. Yeah, the list of substances that Leon was using to cope, ketamine, LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, but Linda Johnson Rice says that uh, all of her concerns were simply ignored. And the boards of his various companies, they really do struggle to figure out how to deal with his public appearances. But they, have, but uh, the, the, the Tesla directors have to be super careful. They've tried to get some help from Leon's brother, Kimball. But according to the Wall Street Journal, they're super-duper double-plus careful about not saying drugs when they talk to Kimball about why they're concerned.
And so the board is wondering if maybe uh, he was uh, whacked out of his mind when in 2018 he said he had funding secured to make Tesla a privately held corporation at $420 a share. Tesla stock went up 6% the next day. The SEC began to investigate. They dropped $40 million worth of fines against Leon Scum. And apparently he <clears throat> microdoses <clears throat> ketamine. And uh, because he's Leon Scum and he has a medical degree from Dr. Google University, said that it's uh, far better that he take uh, doses of ketamine from time to time as opposed to being on selective serotonin reup reuptake inhibitors. This is a not true statement. And he's uh, gotten high with Pink Shrek, you know, Joe Rogaine, on the show. That made NASA, NASA launch a review, a safety review, of SpaceX. And then, according to Leon Scum, the entire SpaceX uh, company had to take drug tests for a year. Uh, a petty fogger for him said, well, he's regularly and randomly drug tested at SpaceX and he's never failed a test. Really? Never, ever. How about that? So I said there was a little bit more. <laughs> but doesn't it make so much sense? Probably half out of his mind on blow half the time. Yeah. I feel great. Right? No, Randy Radar, this is not a rerun. I mentioned the freedom disaster because that happened to, uh, ten years ago. And that's where I'm going to be tomorrow evening. A uh, conference. Freedom disaster ten years later. But I said Business Insider had been busy. This is uh, now this is not them relying on the Wall Street Journal or anything like that. This is their own work. Uh, we uh, we have talked in the past, the recent past. about a, a guy named Bill Ackman. Bill Ackman is a billionaire and therefore thinks that he is above the law and above reproach and beyond accountability. It was Bill Ackman, a racist and a bigot, who attacked Claudine Gay for having the unmitigated temerity uh, of being black and president of Harvard at the same time. Oh, 
Sauce Goose, Sauce Gander, Pot, Cattle. Bill Ackman was behind the effort to uh, discredit Claudine Gay because of allegations of plagiarism, plagiarism. And so for the good of Harvard, eventually, she stepped down, giving the racist bigot, Bill Ackman, a win. Ah, there's only one problem. After Claudine Gay announced her resignation, Bill Ackman ran over on to uh, Shitter and posted a shit in which he celebrated and then said, et to Sally, meaning the president of MIT. He had already gotten rid of the president of Penn, got rid of Claudine Gay, the first black woman president of Harvard, and was ready to go after the president of MIT. Well, funny thing, that the goddess of irony... And of course, Bill uh, and Bill Ackman was all upset because uh, Claudine Gay was not out there marching up and down on Harvard Square, uh, singing uh, "All Hail Bibi Netanyahu." Because Claudine Gay didn't say that all Palestinians are Hamas, and so he went to war to try to destroy her. And he did manage to, for, uh, by, by using his money as a weapon, by using his money as a threat, and by using his influence, uh, you know, he's one of the, he's another one of those, uh, uh, he's, he's another one of those people who use their, influence to try to influence other people to get his way. I'll make sure no billionaire gives you another damn dime. That kind of you know, economic privilege and petulant leverage. Well, billionaire and God, what a, what a great argument for uh, any country is a failure that has billionaires. Our first two stories are Leon Scum and Bill Ackman. Well, over the weekend, news broke via Business Insider that Bill Ackman's spouse uh, a woman named Neri Oxman N-E-R-I-O-X-M-A-N at one point was a tenured professor at MIT. Well, she uh, she plagiarized her PhD thesis. And she didn't even do a very good job of it. Oh, Neri Oxman was hailed as uh, a scholar ahead of her time. A true visionary. 
There's only one problem. The true visionary bogarted parts of her Ph.D. thesis uh, dissertation off of Wikipedia, for God's sakes, and she wasn't even cute about it. She lifted text from more than a dozen Wikipedia articles. And, and God, we don't even let high school kids get away with that. Oh, but she's a billionaire's wife, right? Sure. Digging around, business insiders found 28 additional instances of plagiarism in her dissertation and other papers. And Nary Oxman fessed up and said, ah, ah, da, da. And she was, and, and bear in mind, she wasn't just some, uh, some uh, a dust-covered pedant in a, in, 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 a, in a basement office somewhere on the MIT campus. No, she was, she was an intellectual celebrity. And so Bill Ackman then found out that people who live in glass houses very uh, very likely ought not be throwing stones because he threw a lot of stones at Claudine Gay and some of it well some of them rebounded and came back and smacked his wife I imagine she's not terribly happy right now. Why couldn't you leave that woman alone? Oh yeah, you're Mr. High and Mighty. Oh, you're a billionaire. Oh, I run a, I run a hedge fund. I can do anything I want. Well, now I've been discredited, hubby. And my PhD dissertation is in the trash. I mean, doesn't seem like it's that unlikely a scenario. Now, Neri Oxman went on to uh, shitter and posted a shit and said she was terribly sorry. Yes, I plagiarized. I, I feel terrible about it. And, and I'm going to review my primary sources and request corrections as needed. Well, none of that was ever, none of those opportunities were ever offered to Claudine Yeh. And whatever her infractions were, she was not lifting entire fucking paragraphs from Wikipedia like some ninth grader not ready for the not ready for their their geography quiz the next morning. Pogo sticking up onto the cross, Nary Oxman said, "As I have dedicated my career to advancing science and innovation by stealing words from Wikipedia." No, I added that part. I have always recognized the profound importance of the contributions of my peers and those who came before me, so I lifted freely from them. Now, I added that part, too. There were multiple instances of plagiarism. 
she offered up whole passages as her own work when they weren't even remotely. I mean, really. Yeah, I, I know there are some members of the Horn Family Community Congregation who hold PhDs. How, how do you... What, well, there it is, isn't it? It's privilege. Wow, no, nobody will catch me. I'm rich. My hubby gives a lot of money to the school. Uh, let's do some examples. Um, one article from April 26, 2010, on weaving said, Both warp and weft can be visible in the final product. This is a little technical. By spacing the warp more closely, it can completely cover the weft that binds it, giving a, war- a warp-faced textile such as rep weave. Conversely, if the warp is spread out, the weft can slide down and completely cover the warp, giving a welt-faced textile, such as a tapestry or a killum rug. Okay? Let's compare that with Neri Oxman's Ph.D. dissertation on page 81. Both warp and weft can be visible in the final product by spacing the warp more closely. It can completely cover the weft that binds it, giving a warp-faced textile. Conversely, if the warp is spread out, the weft can slide down and completely cover the warp, giving a weft-faced textile such as a tapestry or killum rug. That's not... She wasn't even, she wasn't even trying to cover it. Because she figured no one would ever look. And no one did until last week when her own husband made it absolutely necessary. There is no note, there is no footnote, there is no no indication whatsoever that she did not come up with that particularly that particular language all by her lonesome. And uh, well, there's more. There, there, there are more instances of direct lifts. Let's see. There will be no consequences for Nary Oxman. She's just a word thief. She's also white. By the way, in addition to boosting text from Wikipedia, ah, she took illustrations too. Because she can do that. She's a billionaire hedge fund asshole's wife. And so... Bill Ackman immediately began throwing connections 
a big one. Among other things, saying, Business Insider treated us unfairly. They know that we, we have... We have a Sabbath dinner Friday evening where our whole family's together. Yeah, because journalism, you know, publication schedules run on your dinner schedule, Bill Ackman. Oh, he's so mad. I have good reason to believe either faculty or administrators at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology started all this. No, dipshit, you did. By attacking the first black woman to ever be president of Harvard. Dumbass. Further proof that a man can have a lot of money and very, well, more dollars than cents, right? I've got new information. Inquired of by CNN. An MIT spokesperson said uh, this past Sunday, our leaders remain focused on it. See what I did there? I cited my source. Inquired of by CNN. An MIT spokesperson said, our leaders remain focused on ensuring the vital work of the people of MIT continues, work that is essential to the nation's security, prosperity, and quality of life. I mean, she's an academic fraud. She's a cheating machine. And curiously, the plagiarism she engaged in are almost identical to what was alleged against Claudine Gay. But this is what happens when you are deeply committed to Machiavellianism. She was not sufficiently, Claudine Gay was not sufficiently ideologically pure with regard to uh, holding Israel blameless for an ongoing genocide. She said it was a matter of quotation marks. I did not place the subject language in quotation marks, which would be the proper approach for crediting the work. I regret and apologize for these errors. Let's try that without the weasel words, Neary. I apologize for stealing. Oh, Bill Ackman was so butthurt. How can one defend oneself when one learns about a 12-page plagiarism accusation at 5.40 p.m. on Friday night when one celebrates Shabbat and you're told the article would be published shortly, in this case, at 7.10 p.m.? Well, you go to sweat condition alpha like people who aren't billionaires would, Bill Ackman, and you deal with it. And so he, Bill Ackman, is going to launch a plagiarism review of his own 
of all current MIT professors, the university's president, and its governing board. Because he, by God, is Bill Ackman, and they interrupted his fucking Shabbat dinner. God damn it. And he's also going to do a plagiarism review of everybody who reports for and acts as staff on Business Insider. See there? Yeah. Don't mess with the bull if you don't want the horns. What a shitbird. It's too late, Bill Ackman. Your wife's a liar and a thief and a cheat and an academic fraud. She built her career as a an intellectual celebrity on smoke and mirrors and shifting sands. Own it, Billy Boy. Own it. Piece of crap. Racist. Bigot. Oh, and by the way, we have a new term. I, I confess I got a little bit of a giggle out of this one. We have a new term with uh, 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 to uh, look at. Uh, since October 7th, an entire string of Biden administration officials and members of Congress have gone uh, slouching toward Jerusalem in an effort to try to at least mitigate the genocidal impulse that grips Israel's fascist government. And I don't use that. I don't I don't say fascist lightly. Ooh, that's a good one, Brother Deacon. Brother Deacon Asa says, unlike Melanoma's speech, which was 100% not lifted from Michelle Obama's speech a few years prior, Bill Ackman should also launch an investigation into Trump's speeches. I hear there's a former failed artist from Austria who's worn the sides of his grave smooth from all the spinning. Worn the sides of his grave smooth. Yeah, might want to investigate that too, Bill Ackman. Uh, Flavio says, so far everything I've seen leads me to believe, yeah, billionaires are above the law. Prove me wrong, and that's why whoever said every billionaire is a policy failure was spot on. Until we rein in our billionaires, we are essentially fucked. Oh, Emilio, shame upon you. Hold on. You hear how weary the llama is? What a coincidence. Warp and weft. Last Comic Con, Emilio says, I didn't get to see Lieutenant Warp, and so I weft. <sighs> well, there's our obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. I didn't see Lieutenant Warp, and so I weft. I hope that's not a sign of things to come. 
Yep, Ph.D. piled higher and deeper, says Randy Radar. See also Post Hole Digger. And going back to the Leon Scum story, Clarence says, uh, Musk, after hearing that list of pharmaceuticals, I'm willing to say that Musk is a bona fide certified dope fiend. Yes, he is. Clarence, Clarence, yes. That may be a new secondary reference to Leon Scum. Elon Musk, a dope fiend. Why do you think they call it dope? Yeah, I know. I feel the same way, Steve, in New York. And so I weft. Steve says, face plant. Ouch! I know. Oh. But that's what it's like around here. We deal with very, very terribly serious stories, but this is a community that knows 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 a way to knows their way to find a giggle. So political politico, uh, as written by Nahal Tusi, said uh, of uh, Psycho Bibi. The Israeli leader is trying to stay in office and avoid prison on corruption charges. Damn, that sounds familiar. Two linked desires that have long made him vulnerable to the demands of far-right members of his governing coalition. Now an Israeli Supreme Court ruling against his effort to overhaul the judiciary may make him even more susceptible. And, uh, an anonymous... Uh, U.S. official said of Psycho Bibi's government, it's not always clear who's driving the train. There have been times where Bibi has intimated or even been more explicit in telling us, my hands are tied. You know, I have this coalition. It's not me. It's a coalition. It's not me. It's the political imperatives that I'm facing. And don't know how... how how much of that's true? Probably not much. He is the prime minister. Then there's Aaron David Miller, also cited in the political Politico article, a Middle East negotiator, who said Bibi is m- growing more and more desperate. saying it is a terrible example of a leader who has conflated his own political survival with what he considers to be the best interests of this country. It's a horrible combination, and it leads to terrible decision-making. And, well, tersely, the article says, now his chances of staying in power may be higher the longer the war lasts, some analysts and U.S. officials told me, meaning the... Uh, article's author, Nahal Tusi. And then uh, Nahal Tusi says, Joe Biden and his aides are in regular contact with the Prime Minister and his team by phone or virtually, if not in person. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is visiting Israel again this week as part of a fourth swing through the Middle East since October 7th when yada, yada, yada. Um, at least 10 top... I didn't realize this. 
At least 10 top Biden administration officials, including the president himself, have visited Israel since the war began some multiple times. Many U.S. lawmakers have also made the trip. And then this. So many American officials have seen or otherwise reached out to Netanyahu that some observers call it, wait for it, Mahal Tusi, you don't know it, but you're getting a cowbell. Some observers call it BB-sitting. Meanwhile, if you're within the Israeli government, you never, you never show weakness. No, the Fuhrer, I mean, uh, the Prime Minister is, uh, he is as robust as ever and is leading this war skillfully and judiciously. We appreciate President Biden's support and friendship for Israel and its leader. Tusi then goes on to describe Netanyahu as chastened, tired, and hollowed out. Among other things, the United States wants Israel, who shouldn't have any handle on it whatsoever, to let go of a bunch of tax monies that are supposed to belong to the Palestinian Authority so that they can actually go about the business of governing the West Bank. But Israel doesn't want there to be a Palestinian Authority in the, in the West Bank. And letting them, have, letting them have the money that belongs to them, well, that's a bridge too far. And, of course, the article goes ahead and mentions uh, what's-his-fuck Ben-Gavir and Beelzebub Smotrich. Suddenly, they're being noticed. We were talking about this last week. And now, suddenly, people or other outfits are, hey, maybe these guys are the problem. The article noting that they've called for the voluntary migration of Palestinians to places like the Congo and said out loud that they want Gaza to become an Israeli settler occupation site. Nahal Tusi said, uh, Washington has made little effort to build a relationship with either Ben Gavir and Smotrich, worrying that the two could try to use such contact as a means of legitimizing their far-right ideas. Yeah, we don't want, a rela- we don't want any contact with those two fascists. That'd be like FDR sitting down and having tea with Heinrich Himmler. Another anonymous U.S. official said, these are not tactical disagreements based on perceptions or even interests. They're doing this out of ideology and even zealotry, so I don't buy the argument that if we sat down with them and had a glass of kosher wine that we would have seen our way through our disagreements. Not at all. Another one said, they're hardcore. BB, while weak and problematic personally, is not an insane ideologue like these guys. Oh, I think you, a uh, second U.S. official, I think you are being a bit charitable with regard to Psycho Bibi, Keska say. 
and neither be uh, uh, neither uh, spokes creeps for uh, Beelzebub Smotrich or what's his fuck Ben Gavir uh, offered any uh, any comment when uh, sought out for it by Politico. Now, this is interesting. Tomorrow, if you're in the Eastern Standard Time Zone, 4 a.m. In the International Court of Justice, the South African petition calling for a determination that Israel is committing genocide, war crimes, uh, will be heard. You'd have to get up awfully early. There will be, I think, a special UN channel on YouTube. So let's see, this, this would be 1 a.m. Pacific, namely about mm, six hours from now. No, not six, nine, something, I don't know, doing math on the fly. Don't, don't, don't rely on me. There we uh, yeah back to Leon Scum for a minute uh, a um, an apropos Grateful Dead reference well played Ralphs driving that train high on cocaine Leon Scum you better watch your speed nicely done Ralphs nicely done. Uh, back to uh, plagiarism. Stephen New York says, The thing about Mrs. Ackman that is so bad for me is that even if that were all true, there's no sense of humility at having done it while accusing someone else. Well, billionaires don't do humilité. Uh, Bill Ackman's walking around singing C'est moi from Camelot. Had I been made the partner of Eve, we'd be in Eden still. Yeah. And for anybody who's wondering, Ralph's reminds us, ketamine is a hallucinogenic, and cocaine is, of course, a form of speed. True. Randy Radar says the Israelis have only a half-corrupt Supreme Court as opposed to our 66.6% corrupt Supreme Court. Yes, I did, as a matter of fact, repeatedly, Flavio. Beelzebub Smotrich and what's-his-fuck Ben Gavir are both an illegal settler um, in the West Bank themselves. It don't make me sing some more. Springtime for Israel and Palestine. Thank you, Randy Radar. I'll tell you what, all this singing going on, that, that it'll be a miracle if we can knock down this 455 bucks that we need to do to come up even. 
but try we shall. And thanks to anybody who does come in and help try to reduce that. Matt in San Francisco says, Elon, you can buy a lot of Special K with $250 billion. Yeah. I mean, uh, Matt, this is even well beyond a guy who's only making a, four, a, a paltry $50 million a year sending his housekeeper out with a cigar box full of money so that she can bring it back with a cigar box full of street pills. Referring, of course, to fat, dead Rush Limbaugh who is presently serving eternity as a pineapple receptacle in hell. Yeah, that's a lot of special K. I mean, good Lord, what would a bill... Matt, what would a billion dollars worth of blow look like? You reckon it's been... Why, why, why do we think about things like this? You, re- you reckon Elon's blow is stepped on? I always heard that all blow was stepped on. Little baby laxative. Nobody will ever know this. No, dude, it's Peruvian flake. Absolutely pure. So, BB-sitting. The password is BB-sitting. He's bound to know that the minute he's not Prime Minister anymore, he's off to the clink. To that extent, well, maybe maybe it explains why BB snubbed the actual president of the United States, Barack Obama, and cozied up to Nitwit Nero instead. Like knows like. Well, that's very kind. An anonymous internet friend says, uh, "I'll kick in eighty bucks if the Horn community can raise seventy-five." Thank you so much. That's fantastic. That would, uh, that would, well, yeah, that would finish off last week. That would be amazing. So thank you, kind Internet stranger. Oh, and uh, <laughs> since we're talking about academic cheats and it's more in Monday and well, let's check in with uh, Christopher Rufo. This is interesting. Oh, okay. Well, Ralph says... Uh, Whether your blow is stepped on depends on if your significant other is the dealer. He or she might get almost almost straight from the plant. You gotta do a lot to a poor little coca leaf to turn it into cocaine though. You know, the indigenous cultures of the Andes used coca leaves as a bronchodilator. 
you know, for living in high altitudes for millennia. It took white folks to come along and say, hey, let's do some heinous shit to these poor little leaves and see if we can make something fungible out of it. Uh, no, uh, Christopher Rufo. Christopher Rufo is the academic intellectual genius who is at the heart of the attacks on, let's see, critical race theory, diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, any kind of teaching about anyone other than straight, white, Christian males. Ron Monkey Up DeClantis appointed Christopher Rufo to the uh, board of the uh, floor, what is it, the Liberal Arts College of Florida or something like uh, something like that, uh, to a great degree of hue and cry, because well, Christopher Rufo is ah, there's that word again, a fascist. And I don't mean that. I don't mean that in the Alan Dershowitz sense, where anybody who ever brought me a cold cup of coffee was a fascist, like Alan Dershowitz. No, I mean the real kind. You know, if it honks like a goose and steps like a goose, it's a fascist. Christopher Rufo is quite the celebrity intellectual. Why do intellectuals need to be celebrities? What does God need with a starship? There's Star Trek reference number two. Well, just as Neri Oxman stole chunks of her dissertation from other people and did not bother to cite it or quote it, Christopher Rufo's an academic fraud, too, y'all. If you check his bio page over at the Manhattan Institute, which is what they call that ideological chop shop where uh, they, 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 make, they try to make racism and bigotry an intellectual discipline, Well, on his bio there, it says that Christopher Rufo has, and this is a quote, a master's from Harvard. What do you think when you hear that? I know what I think. I think it sounds like the guy attended Harvard University and got a master's degree in something. Uh, no, 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 because he's a maggot. And as such, Christopher Rufo is a liar. He's also similarly described on, where else, Wikipedia. Here's what he actually got. He got a master's in liberal arts in government, oddly specific, 
I've read this article several times, and I'm still trying to figure out what what would constitute liberal arts in government. Does this mean you know which poems to pick out for an inauguration? I, I don't know. But nonetheless, he has one, a Master's in Liberal Arts in Government from, wait for it, here it comes. This is a good one. The Harvard Extension School. Now, I think I was in sixth grade when my fifth grade teacher's husband, who taught astronomy at the University of North Alabama, offered a course in astronomy for the hoi polloi. A lot of it involved sitting in the planetarium there and watching 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 the good professor uh, display aspects of the universe and show us how constellations would and would rise and where the planets would be and that sort of thing at the end of it all a little little 12 year old robin got a diploma oh i was so proud I was the only kid in there. And I loved every minute of it. But you know what I don't do? I don't say that I got a degree in astronomy from the University of North Alabama. Even though technically I did. Uh, But when you say a master's degree in from Harvard, that generally denotes that you have been part of a, one would at least hope, reasonably rigorous selection process, application and selection process, and that you had the, you had the right intellectual stuff for getting into an elite program like Harvard's. Well, no. It is, by its own description, the Harvard Extension School, an open enrollment institution prioritizing access, equity, ah, and transparency. Yes, Christopher Rufo used an equity program, an open access equity program, to get a degree that he went on to claim spuriously was from Harvard. The Harvard Extension School doesn't even consider high school grades, SAT, or ACT scores. Uh, Christopher Rufo said, no, I disagree completely. It's definitely a Harvard degree. Definitely, definitely. I went to Harvard, slow in the driveway.
they bill it as offering some kind of accreditation from Harvard. Students are required to achieve a, a B minimum grade in two prerequisite courses before they're officially enrolled in a program. A B. You know, when you when you just plain old apply to Harvard. <laughs> uh, you're not getting in with any B's. And you're not getting in with any garden variety SAT or ACT scores either. You better be the best of the best of the best, sir. With distinction. Just uh, in the New Republic says, just to give you... And I, a little bit of perspective on what Christopher Rufo got. Fraud. Uh, why is fraud so big in the maggot party these days? Well, you know, like daddy, like sycophants. Harvard, for the class of 2026, had more than 60,000 applications for the undergrad schools. Of those 60,000 kids, 2,000 were admitted. Only 36 got on from the wait list from something like the Harvard Extension School. The New Republic says acceptance rates are very low and tuition rates are higher at other Harvard graduate schools that are really what a person is supposed to be referring to when he puts Harvard on his resume. Christopher Rufo is not the first to engage in such uh, academic chicanery. The article mentions a woman named Mina Chang, who was a State Department official during the maggot years. And she said, yeah, I went to Harvard. Uh, kind of true. She graduated from the Advanced Management Program at the Harvard Business School. And their only requirements for admission is that you have $82,000 in cold, hard cash for your first year. It's not even a year. It's a seven-week program. And they don't get a degree. They get an accreditation. Isn't that... Uh, Isn't that what the Tin Man got from the wizard? And it is by far and away not the same as a master's degree from the Harvard Business School. You know, who gave George W. Bush one of those. And then it gets even funnier. Um, policy analyst at New America specializing in education named Kevin Carey said that 
on its website, Harvard Extension School claims, Our courses are accepted toward degrees at most colleges and universities. And then he stuck it in and gave it the knife and gave it a twist. You know who doesn't accept Harvard Extension School credits? Harvard College, the undergraduate institution that everyone in the world thinks of when you say Harvard. And so now there's a little war going on at Wikipedia on Christopher Rufo's biography. Yeah, I imagine. The New Republic article says Rufo has been elevated by the right as an education policy expert. He's been making a name for himself lately as one of the main standard bearers warning about the danger of critical race theory. Which is, remember, just another word for unvarnished history. Monkey up, when he put him on the board of that little liberal arts college, said, uh, Christopher Rufo has led the fight against critical race theory in American institutions. and describes diversity, equity, and inclusion at the University of South Florida as resembling practices of cult initiation. Ah, They're all cheaters, aren't they? Yeah. And since we're talking about right-wing assholes, how about, oh, Stephen Miller? Because he doesn't seem to be... Real good and screwed down. That or he's engaging in some oh performative signaling. Nonetheless, this is fun. He of course showed up over on Fox News TV Radio Rwanda. Uh, Rex Spira uh, uh, Miller did. Alongside um, well another individual not particularly well screwed down. By that I mean Carrie Lake. And they were both upset, y'all. They were upset, I'm telling you. Stephen, the rumor is, is that the Democrats are going to pull Michelle Obama out of the hat during their Democrat convention this summer. During their Democrat convention this summer. Where'd that, the rumor is, where, where, where'd the rumor start, Maria Bartiromo? Did you find it in the bottom of one, one of Janine Pirro's wine boxes?
Have you heard that anywhere? I haven't heard that anywhere. Michelle Obama is going to be the Democrat nominee at the Democrat convention. Yeah, well, but the people who live under bell jars in the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium who tune in Fox News, I'll bet they will. Well, look, I have no idea what the Democrats are going to do when they are incapacitated by a frail, aging, severely cognitively eroded Joe Biden. But what we... See, he gets to say that, and there's no pushback. How about a little evidence, Stevie? Anything. I tripped over an electric cord once. If an electric, if an extension cord has done it under the least of these. The funny thing is, I think part of this conniption has to do with the fact that President Biden has shown up and given a couple of speeches lately where he has blistered the hide off of Nitwit Nero and begun taking the fight to him. It would appear that the Biden camp can now see the whites in Nitwit Nero's eyes shining out of their orange orbits. Um, and so they're taking the fight to him. Right there with you, Lou. Subject line, Nobel Prize nominations. Robin, I want to confirm your and my agreement that we will nominate each other for three Nobel Prizes such that the statuses of having been nominated may be attested to on our individual resumes. Absolutely. Hell, let's all just nominate each other. I think that, yes. Let's get right on that, Lou. Amelia said, I got my accreditation from Aardvark University. It's chaired by Lord Admiral George Santos. (laughs) Lord Admiral. First Lord of the Admiralty, yes. But, no, and we'll get to it. Uh, it, President Biden is hammering the maggots. He was especially good in South Carolina today. So that may be the background background to the shrieking that you're about to hear. Do you know is that we are witnessing election interference now in real time on two fronts. They're trying to imprison, bankrupt, and destroy Donald Trump using the awesome power of the state like something out of a failed third world country. Wow. And they're leaving our border wide open to, to import a new generation of voters that they believe will be more favorable to big government and top-down control. That's Import a new generation of voters. Stephen Miller does know that an asylum-seeking individual does not get the right to vote. Of course he knows that. But what he also knows 
is that the people who watch Fox News TV Radio Rwanda don't know. They're trying to imprison, uh, what was what was that litany? They're trying to imprison, bankrupt, and destroy Donald Trump. You know, the funny thing about making a claim like that is that they they couldn't do anything if it weren't for all the Republicans who are testi- willing to testify against him. Oh, by the way, Judge Tanya uh, Trutkin apparently got swatted last night. I wonder where Princess Sporkfoot was. Their plan. And so I will tell you what is happening on the border every single day is one of the greatest crimes in human history. And Joe Biden and the entire Biden administration Mm. are guilty of leading an insurrection on the southern border against the laws, constitution and sovereignty of the United States of America. And it's happening every day. That's the new tactic. Well, we're going to keep Joe Biden off the taxes uh, and the Missouri ballots because he's guilty of insurrection at the southern border. Curiously, the only insurrections taking place at the southern border are being perpetrated by people like Greg Asbot, who is violating the Constitution of the United States by attempting to uh, take over a federally preemptive power, the power to control the borders and immigration. That's one of those that only the federal government has. How can anybody listen to Stephen Miller and take him seriously? But then again, some human being with two X chromosomes, we presume, married that thing. Ah, they may be making little Millers. How many kids? Uh, how many kids did uh, Mrs. Himmler murder in their sleep that night in the bunker? Oh uh, yeah. And it wouldn't be more in Monday if we didn't mention the fact that uh, Lore Lore apparently got into it with JJ. She was at a restaurant Saturday in Colorado when she got into it with her husband, former husband, I'm sorry, ex-husband. They both called the police. No charges wound up being filed, but she apparently committed a uh, a touch and an unconsented to touching of an insulting or provoking nature against her ex-husband. Her ex-husband, who, remember, was once convicted for whipping out his dingus in a bowling alley to show it to an underage girl. Oh, really? Said, no, I don't want to press no charges. Her and I, her and I, 
Yeah. I guess he didn't attend GED classes with Lorelor. Her and I were working through a difficult conversation. It all happened at a restaurant called Miner's Claim in a place called Silt, Colorado. Silt is in the district that Lorelor abandoned to run in another di- in, the, in, uh, in another district. She blamed her decision to abandon her constituents on Hollywood liberals. Naturally, people went to uh, post reviews of Miner's Claim. Great cosplay restaurant. Representative Bobert pretends to be decent, uh, a decent human. Enjoy your elected officials, Colorado. Lorelor, meanwhile, uh, said... Uh, I didn't punch Jason in the face and no one was arrested. Sure. Another reviewer said, uh, Miner's Claim has a great atmosphere where Diners can expect the servers to roll with the punches. Come by if you want to see your pathetic excuse of a congressional representative get into a public fight with her husband. Come for the exquisite fine dining and drink specials, but stay for the congressional fight club. You know, the first rule of fight club is... Don't say anything about fight club. There's a 9 out of 10 chance you will be interviewed by CNN or TMZ. About what you saw. Oh, stay classy, Lore Lore. Fair question, Brother Deacon. How can you bankrupt a douche canoe who's bankrupted himself seven times? They're trying to bankrupt Donald Trump. Oh, it was Goebbels. Sorry. Murdered her kids in the bunker. Stephen New York says, uh, we regret the error. That was Goebbels, and it was six kids. Himmler tucked tail and ran dressed as an enlisted soldier, and the Allies captured him quite a bit after the surrender. He sucked on a cyanide pill and walked off this mortal coil. Proscenium right. Goering suicided, too. He had help from an Allied soldier who had taken a shine to him. I cannot be hanged. It is dishonorable. I am a soldier. Uh, no, Ralphs, uh, that was not the restaurant that her former boyfriend owned. Uh, that was more like, uh, that was that was near Denver or in Denver, I think. Uh, and it also featured uh, drag nights. Now, this was over in Silt, Colorado. Um... Uh, 
Okay. A real live episode of Suits, says Arnold in PA, with Bill Ackman and Christopher Rufo and uh, Mrs. Ackman. Uh, in, uh, in New York, Steve says, bankrupting Donald Trump. I could have sworn he was a very wealthy man. I know. Just ask him. He'll tell you. So that's a taste of what we've got going on. Again, we've got a an offer to match, well, and exceed by $5. If we can raise 75 bucks. It will be matched by 80 by a, a kind Internet friend. That'll get us fully funded for last week. Because at present, we stand at 455. We raised 75 from the Horn community. Our Internet friend matches it with 80, and that gets us down to just 300. That's just today. Thank you, Ralphs. Thank you. So... Uh, we are $50 away from meeting that challenge. Thank you so much, Ralphs. Uh, let's, uh, let's run over to the stress line. Somebody's there. Hey, welcome to the program. Hey, go, hey. Hey, go, hey. Well, excuse the way I sound. I'm not sick. It's just my allergies. And the winds out here are horrible. And they're whipping up all sorts of shit. <clears throat> and fucking with my nose. Other than that, I'm fabulous. How you be? I'll be good. Mostly, yeah. I mean, it was kind of pretty today. We got up in the 40s. Of course, we're going to have 60 mile an hour winds tonight around 1 a.m., so uh, check this space on Wednesday to see if there's still a house. Well, we're doing like 40, 50 miles an hour winds too. I didn't uh, see that's climate change. I didn't know. I didn't know we were supposed to get to Santa Ana's over here. I know. It's like we just Santa Ana's. You know, you hear a city gas thing. Here comes those Santa Ana winds again. Come on now. Right. I know. That's like, uh, and that's a little nickname for me, Gretchen. It comes from. No, uh, it, it too comes from a. Well, it's a. Uh, Donald Fagan's song, uh, The Goodbye Look. There's a line, Won't you pour me a Cuban breeze, Gretchen? Big on Steely. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. She, hate, she hates Steely Dan, but there is a, they, do, they do have good lines now and then. She doesn't like Steely Dan? Oh, okay. Well, there, I mean, it's, really? a, yeah, it's a trigger thing. When you say something's triggering, then I'm going to leave it alone. Because speaking of triggering, I just, um, you know, we all come from some kind of toxic family. I mean, anybody who lies and says their family is like either the beaver or the fucking lion. Um, but this latest talk, because we, I formed a group chat during COVID, you know, for the fam- my family. And... The whole point of your channel is to be able to, like, plan things that we have a reunion in 2022, um, how we, you know, when 
something happens good, like somebody got a promotion, you know, good things. But then there, you know, you always have that one family member. And I think everybody has that one family member that drives, even if it's not a family member, but you know somebody that drives on toxic drama. Yes. And, and, and they, and they cover their toxicity by saying, I'm just a truth teller. And if you guys can't have this with them, whatever, you know, people like that, right? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, and and that, and, and, that, and that now much. some of uh, when when it when it's when it's a woman, she's just being a truth teller. When it's a dude, just asking questions. Right, I'm just asking questions. Oh, you, oh, you, you know, you can't handle the truth and blah 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 and blah 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 blah. Precisely. Or better known as Bruga Bruga Bruga. Warble Woosh. Warble Warble Bruga Bruga. So just to let you know that if it's not right, you publish it now. So do the Bruga Bruga, blah, 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 blah. Back up to the bullshit. So Bruga Bruga and Warble Warble is definitely a um, universal type. But so, apparently... Lots of my cousins are staring the shit. And I have really have been ignoring her for the past two years. She was the cousin I think I told you about that two years ago and went off on me because we gave her dog away that she didn't give a fuck about. Right? And that dog is living her best life. The dog I wish I had her but the dog surfing. <laughs> she they go can't oh, I don't care about camping or surfing or anything like that. But they go on go she goes on walks when they go camping, they do ribeye steaks on the over the campfire and all that. <laughs> I can't afford a ribeye steak <laughs> unless it's really on sale or whatnot and so forth. But she is living her best life. My cousin, she was living in a place where the dogs were not allowed, so the dog was kept in the kennel in the garage when they weren't home. What kind of life is that? It isn't. It isn't. So, and when we got her, we, you know, and, and we had her it was only supposed to be a temporary situation. And then we never heard from her. And so I finally called her and said, you know, what's happening with Luna? Are you even in, she, my cousin's a nomad. Are you even in the position to take care of a dog or to find permanent housing that will take you with a dog? And, of course, none of, you know, and she couldn't. And so that's when Jan and I, we tried with the dog, but the dog was just, there was just nothing we could do with it. And so we gave it to this guy, Aaron, who had just lost his dog. And like I said, they have been, this relationship has been wonderful for Luna. But I thought, so on and on, on and on about past harms and all this and so basically, I said, you know, hey, family, this is how we want to start 2024. In the last two weeks, I have been to two funerals. And I have another, I have a third coming up two weeks from, yes, from Saturday, sis. So I have buried three people within my family and friend circles in, 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 over the course of going to be six weeks. 
And I just said, we have a finite amount of time left in this world. And there's a whole, there's a, enough shit going on on the outside of us. We don't need to add to the bullshit within our family. Nope. And then everybody's, you know, oh, that's, you know, that's a good idea and stuff. And then here she comes again with, you know, bullshit. With the, well, I've been traumatized and nobody respected me when I was traumatized. And I'm like, it has nothing, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get rid of this. I said, but it has nothing, this is, you have, there is a time and a place to air grievances. And I said, but if you have a beef with anybody in this family, you need to talk. That needs to be a private conversation. It's just not, it's, it's, I understand her point of people's points about keeping family secrets because that shit is dangerous and toxic as hell as well. But if you're going around people not respecting you and not giving a damn about you, but you're spewing hatred and, and all stuff like that, who's going to want to listen to your side of the story? Precisely. I don't like the Republicans. You know, you may actually have real harm and issues that need to be addressed. But if you start the conversation blaming other people and not uh, and not taking into account, uh, accountability for your own actions that may have brought on some of this trauma, what? It's, 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 you know, no different from Republicans blaming us for everything. Taking responsibility, you know, you know it's, uh, what is it, scapegoating and gaslighting. I, I said to myself, you know, before, I will no longer allow people to use me as a scapegoat, and I will not gaslight, let people gaslight me into thinking that it is my fault. Nope. We, 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 Nor not, should you. We're not going to start. We're not gonna. We're not gonna do that anymore. We're not. And so I just, you know, I think the only way we are truly going to really heal is trying to work on ourselves. We cannot go forward and, and acknowledging what the trauma that she has put upon people who look like me, who look like you, and not acknowledging what is going on with this country because it is adversely. Do you know they call um, uh, racism an existential crisis for the black community? It is a, it is, it is a health crisis I believe it. as well. But nobody is, is addressing it. Nobody is talking about how policies that are been written to ritually destroy my community, you know, under, you know, all this under the guise of policy with racism under the guise of policy or urban renewal or what have you. Um, have you started, has anybody, I don't know if anybody in the Horn family, and I know I talked to you about it, if anybody's watched Lessons in Chemistry on Apple Plus. It is an Started. amazing show, but one of the things, the part, you know, further into the series, because it's a limited series, so there will only be the one season, they talk about and how 
it burrowed through an entire black community and destroyed it. And and how these people, there was this one guy, LA City Council, talking about, you know, these blighted communities. And you just have to watch it. But I, I felt that racism when, you know, and the justification for, um, what is it, eminent domain and all that. Yeah. And, you know, at least, at least now, I mean, it will, it will never replace the generational wealth that has been stolen from black people just here in Los Angeles. Hence, that's why we need reparations. Um, like right now, a couple years ago, Santa Monica, the city of Santa Monica, it was expanded can through LA to Santa Monica. And of course, it didn't touch the Beverly, parts of Beverly Hills and West LA and all the white people were going with it. And these are predominantly not only black, but well to do upper middle class black neighborhoods. So they're off, they were offering, um, low income apartments to people whose families homes were, were destroyed because of the 10 freeway. And somebody's response was, why not you make it easier for us to buy property instead of keeping us as renters? How about that? Not as profitable. Or giving it the, you know, it's not as profitable. No. You know, or if they're, if you're going to give make apartments to make them a get condos at below market or whatever the case may be, so we are actually the money that we are actually paying towards our house instead of rent will actually do something and maybe you know do something about the lack of generational wealth that was stolen from us. But that's not what I call to talk about. I really just called to say, how you doing? Checking in, um, at seeing if you've watched. And I'm glad, I'm so happy that you finally watched The Holdovers. I, I was going to say, you know, you've encouraged me, encouraged me, encouraged me to, to watch that. And I had a few minutes. And, well, actually, I had two hours and 15 minutes. Two hours and 15 minutes? <laughs> and it... Uh, you know, to be quite honest, at first I was like, why'd she want me to watch this? This is a downer. Mm-hmm. But in the end, and then you, you, get, you get pulled you in. You some time. And, and uh, you, know, you know what? You know, I went and, and, and talked to Annette and I said, oh, we gotta, I, I'm going to watch this and we're going to watch it together. And I said, because... It's like Dead Poet Society meets Scent of a Woman. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Perfect analogy. Yes. It was perfect. It was. It was just. And Paula Giamatti was amazing. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And like you said, the way he could phrase. My my favorite thing, in in because it it it, it 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 describes so many people. Yeah, I know where you're going. Don't not don't don't let people enjoy it. That's 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 but that's just a line. It's not giving away. Nobody knows what the context is or anything like that. But 
just that should be enough for people to watch it to see what that what what they meant about that. That should just like you know what that could that could be part of the trip. I don't know, but it was just, well no it couldn't because penis cancer and you you are the living you are the living embodiment of penis cancer in human form. Right. Perfect. And it, it was just so, and then it gives you that that inside look of you know white white male privilege, and what happens to people who try to follow the rules and not give people you know you know way in and out just because of who they are, and not and not because and not because they worked for it and and, and earned it. Watching that, just but it was just and the whole story and um, the uh, joy divine joy divine Randolph. Oh, she was fantastic. She's a revelation. And just just how those moments of silence when she didn't say anything, but her face. Oh yeah. You know, and just anybody who has Peacock, because I know it's streaming free on Peacock, and it, it, it's worth getting Peacock just to watch that. Well, who knows? And one of these days, Quantum Leap's going to be back. One of these days. I, you know, let me look it up because I know it's coming back, and I think it's next week, but let me. Um, it was next week, last week, Tracy. Um, look, look, listen to me. Listen, listen, Linda, listen. Licking, Linda, licking. You know, uh, uh, okay, when is Quantum Leap coming back? Thank you, Dr. Google. It's Quantum Okay. At first they had a date. Now they don't. They did have a date. You yeah. can talk about it. I wonder if it's strike related. Now this, oh wait, wait, wait! Nope, nope, nope. They they said it was coming back. Uh, we returned new episodes. They did say 2024. I thought they back. They did say um, NBC has announced the majority of those are back. Uh, no, it's I know it's coming back. I know it's coming back. I know it's coming back. They did say January 2024, but now they changed. But it's coming back because they promised it was coming back. And they'll have me drive up to NBC Universal, which is not far from the house, and, and start beating down doors. Yeah, I don't want to have to fly out there and pick it. Right, right, right. It's like this. But, um, like I said, I think Paul Giamatti won the Golden Globe last night, didn't he? I, I haven't seen the Golden Globes rundown. All I saw was that. It was not awesome. Yeah, apparently, whoever was the host awful. But what was awesome about it, I believe, I guess, was the pe- the, the shows that and the Kiki Palmer. No, not that was the Emmy. Um, that Kiki Palmer what, was the first black woman to win for um, game show host. She got an Emmy, and for password, because I'm pre- I'm pretty sure. First, other, the first one was probably, but she in the host. Is she in the host? 
a password or did she was she just a panelist? Uh, password was hosted by what? Bill Cullen? Well, Alan whoever Alan, Alan, Alan Ludman. Alan Ludman, I'm sorry. Alan Ludman. Yeah. It, and so and she after he died, he remarried. You know. Let's see. So I, I just, I, I, every anybody that gets anybody who has a chance, please watch. Yes, he did win. Um, he did win for actor in musical or comedy film. And the only reason why, like, it was so funny when, because I know. Paul Giamatti and Jeffrey Wright was up for the same award and I was like, the only person that I will not be upset that went to Golden Globe for Jeffrey Wright would be Paul Giamatti. So I'm like, okay, if if, Paul, if Jeffrey Wright's going to lose to somebody, at least it was Paul Giamatti. I mean, I enjoyed Nicolas Cage in Dream Scenario and we both know how I love Wonka. Damon was really good in, in Air. I didn't see what I didn't see. Bo is afraid. I meant to watch that, but I, I hadn't had a chance to watch it because it's on one of my streaming. I think it's on uh, Paramount Plus. Not remembering, but y'all please watch that movie. And you know, you know me well enough to know that if I'm going on and on and on about a movie that is mostly white people in a very white <laughs> part of the country, but gotta be good. It has to be good because, like, I just want to poor things. That show, that movie did really well as well. But uh, uh, that movie is one of I I try. I'm sitting there in a the theater like I paid to see this. Wow! But I know it's a good movie. But it's just one of those movies, kind of like Saltburn. Which is very strange and very weird. I came, I came, peril- I, I came perilously close to watching that the other night, and I was just like, "Nah, it's too late. I'm going to bed." You know, no, you, Softburn, you have to be fully cognizant and you have to be very awake, and even then, you got to watch it a couple more times. Oh my! And like, damn near get the clip. <laughs> but then again. It's one of those very, 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 very white, weird movies. So some people, you know, y'all white folks might get on the first half. Movies like that, it takes me a couple of times to go like, wait, what? I'm watching movies like that at home because I can pause and rewind and say, okay, did I hear what I heard? Did I hear what I heard? Really hear what I heard? Thought I heard? Or am I seeing what I'm thinking? See? So... And and um, with uh, this a thing about just if anybody is overly sensitive about nudity or something like that in um, in, in both movies, just be very aware that there more in um, in poor things than in soft burn, but you, you just there's some shocking stuff, and it's like it. it if you're not ready for it, it it, 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 it could be jarring, like like sit in your face jarring. But I guess it's worth watching, but I don't think I'm going to wait until the whole thing. So I can pause and rewind and pause 
everyone. And and yeah, it's a, it's it took me a couple of times watching Stalker. Like I said, it's worth watching this, but just be ready for for Uber weirdness. Okie doke. That part. Well, I uh, I just got a note from yeah. Ralph. Apparently, uh, Orange Genius is having a bad day in New York. Oh, really? Why? Why? Because Why? because they petitioned for an en banc hearing by the um, Circuit Court of Appeals. And uh, according to a post at Democratic Underground, Ali Velshi over at MSNBC just reported a little bit ago that the court said, now, nah, you don't have any fucking immunity for this. Wait, is he trying to call, call presidential? Because it's the New York thing about the fraud. Yeah, no, this is E. Jean Carroll. This is the sliming. This oh, is the, the sliming. The okay. Defam, the defamation suit. Yeah, you have to know, because first of all, but you didn't but do this now, shit when you were president. But now he has uh, moved to dismiss the Fulton County, Georgia case based on presidential immunity. So they're trying to they're trying they're trying to cover all their bets and raising immunity because theoretically you could get it if the if the Georgia Supreme Court says no, then you appeal it to the Supreme Court, and you get all these immunity claims in one places, or in one place, and uh, hope for the best that your hand-picked judges will do your bidding for you. Right. It's, I just want him to, I just want him to go away. I don't even wish upon him a, you know what this? For a while there and pretty much until I just make I'm about to make this statement. I don't even wish upon him a painful death. You know, which he so richly deserves. But who am I to say who deserves what? I am not a judge, jury, nor executioner. But I want him punished and for every to the fullest extent of the law. That is it. And I, I want him to be in solitary confinement where, and he has no way of talking to people or reaching out to people or any of those other things. I, 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 I how many, just okay, just, want, just, just for fun, how many times do you think Iwanka will visit him in the joint if he goes? Never. I was thinking it would be something like that, too. Never, ever, ever. Well, here's another one. How often do you think melanoma is going to visit him, would visit him in prison? Because when was the last time you saw her at an event next, you know, sitting, doing this? Stand by your meeting. No. 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 But she's still pissed that he drug her ass into the whole presidential bullshit anyway because she's like motherfucker I just married you to be a trophy wife I did not marry you to become first lady of this country you know and and it's just that I just you know and the only reason but isn't she an illegal immigrant herself 
No, no, she came over on a genius grant. Say what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she anchor babied her mama and daddy over. Right. Now, I understand. I hate those terms. But oh, we the, both hate those terms. But it's the, it's the language that they use... Over on the right wing. When it comes to people. When it comes to, when when it comes comes to people. people. When, they, when it comes to people who are insufficiently white and insufficiently Christian and insufficiently straight. Or the ones that, you know, you know those people that come from those shithole countries. Why can't we get more of those people from Scandinavia and shit like that? Because they, why don't, would they come here? Because they don't want to come here. They don't want to come here because, you know, they have health care. And sick, you know, paid sick time. A McDonald's, a, McDo- a McDonald's worker in Denmark makes about twenty-two dollars an hour, mm-hmm. and gets they six and gets six houses. weeks paid vacation per year. Per year. So why the fuck would they come here? Right. You know what? I can't that's figure out why. Why are the McDonald's in Denmark? Yeah, how's the food in Denmark? They get a nice. They get, at one point in time, the uh, number one restaurant in the world was in Copenhagen. Really? I mean, hey, well, McDonald's is everywhere. It's ridiculous. It's just like you know, I can, I can see. I'll drive by more McDonald's in my where I grew up in grocery stores. I could drive by 10 McDonald's before I even run into a grocery store. Oh, I have no doubt. Where I grew up. Because, you know, this thing called food food desert. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I was listening to, uh, I just just called right before um, I was listening. We were talking about Laura Laura Bobblehead and her ex-husband. Get into a test. Mm-hmm. See, but here's the thing. Trailer trash, trailer and, trashing. Right. And Actually, not trailer. Thing. No, no, I no. Just, that's that's just, wrong. No, just white trash, white trashing. Right. And so it never ceases to amaze me how people, how things are, how people are getting treated differently because of the pigmentation of their skin and how had that been a black couple like had it been Maxine Waters and her husband which we know would never happen because Auntie Max you know she was brought up proper life you know right but let's just say it was Auntie Max and her husband and they got into a tiff and stuff like that, and the cops were called. What kind of re- Oh, we already know what kind of reaction, because we remember what happened to the right Reverend Dr. You know, Barber when he brought his chair... To the movie theater. To the AMC theater. Or, uh, or, 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 or Professor... Uh, uh, oh, uh, who, who was it? Professor... Uh, 
Henry was it Henry Louis Gates? Henry Louis Gates when he was just trying to go home. Yeah. Got, and, and got, the, got the, the, the five O called on him. Right. Uh, and oh, he's just going into his house. I gotta I gotta share I gotta share a cute little story with you. I have the I have these little moments of just such joy. And you yeah, celebrate you, you celebrate them when they happen. So I was over in the Kroger's today because Blondie needed uh, a couple of new watch batteries for her car fob, and you know, let this be a lesson to us all. Oh God! Don't trust. Don't necessarily trust that because I was. You said the internet. Yeah. Because I said I just put a question in, in in a browser. Battery size for Ford Fusion 2016 fob, and it came back and it told me to get a 2032. So, well, okay. the, the internet would never lie to me, would it? Oh no! So, never, ever, ever, ever. so I bought my batteries while I was in Kroger's on Saturday. Got home. Say right, Saturday. And took the fob apart. Yeah, and took the fob apart. And it's like, well, that battery's a whole hell of a lot bigger. Well, no wonder. That's a 2025. Now, I have a question, sis. Why did you not open the fob before you went to the store? Because I wasn't, because, it, because I wasn't thinking about it. See, I only I only got the I only got the message in my car saying battery's about to die in your fob once I was already in there. And I was uh-huh. and I was not gonna take that little bastard apart sitting in my car and wind up with fob pieces all over the place and not be able to go anywhere. That okay, that could be problematic. I can understand that. Kidneys, lady, kidneys. If this was video, you'd see me pointing to my head. Kidneys. Um, so today I had to go back and exchange it. And I got my 2025. But here's the thing. I was wheeling my cart. And it always the sweetest thing. I was, I was just wheeling my, I was wheeling my buggy over to the battery area. Yeah, I had to get some half and half and some bread, you know, that kind of thing. And I was going to, you know, like, please, Jesus, let him have two 2025s. Yes, they did. I passed a gentleman. He looked like maybe he was in his high 70s. And it's the temperature you wish you were in right now. Shut up. Uh, And he was wearing a ball cap from some naval vessel that he presumably served upon in his youth. And I, in, in, in more than three years now, I have never had this happen. Okay. He gla- building up, you're building it up, so well. He glanced at me, I glanced at him, and he reached up and tipped his cap to me. <gasps> I was going to ask, did he open the door for you? What gentlemanly, chivalrous thing oh, did he do? Oh, oh. It was. You know, did, that, did that just give you the vapors? Oh, it, it was, I don't know. It's like a sign from the universe. You're doing this right. 
And granted, you know. 2024. I wasn't out in a pair of ratty, ratty you know, I wasn't out in a ratty t-shirt and jeans. I mean, I was, you know, I was serving. Wait, so you mean you weren't in your back, in your house coat and fluffy house shoes and rollers in your hair? No, that day will never come. <laughs> but it was just so sweet. What's the house coat, though? What's the house coat, though? Yeah, the kind that's like the pink nylon and quilted. And some of the quilting threads are coming yeah! loose. And the one that if you get too close to a flame, it's going to combust. Everybody, yeah, the whole place is going. Yeah, and it buttons it, it buttons with a little Peter Pan collar up at the top. Yep. I know this shit way too well, don't every, I? I'm learning. Every girl that I, look, look, every girl that I know of a certain age had that. Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> uh, that's. Stupid robe, and before we had stuff that anti-flammable pajamas. Holy shit! How, oh my god! I cannot tell you how many times I got way a little bit too close to the wall heater. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, I missed the seventies. <laughs> but that was just the sweetest little moment. Yeah, I am so happy for you. Because I'm still getting, you know, when I pull up to pick up people in my cab every fucking day, I'm still getting mis- I'm getting misgendered. Hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, not a man. <gasps> Ooh, Alvin Ailey's going to be here? Oh, okay. I've got to find tickets for that. Okay, I'm sorry. I digress. That's okay. I just had a, I just had a note from Wave where he is right now. Let's see. Uh, the forecast for Marathon, Florida. Um, 70, yeah, 78 degrees right now in the Keys. Okay, well, it's only 64 here, but it's a, and it's bright and sunny. It's fucking windy, and, it's, and I, I'm sorry, sorry, you guys, because this stupid no snorts. I am so sorry that I sound this way, but it cannot be helped. At least the winds have died down. It, I I wasn't, I was feeling kind of peaked on Fat Friday. Did I say peaked? Did I say, okay. Um, I, I, you know how you get that? It's not quite a sore throat. It's just, I call it an annoying throat. You know, you take a lozenge and some, you know, Tylenol or what have you, and it typically goes away. Nice, you know, warm water, warm salt water, gargle, Listerine, whatever. But this wasn't going away. Starts just on my process. And then Saturday was my sister's mother's funeral. Um, and anybody who knows L.A. and Whittier, California, this funeral was at Rose Hill Memorial Park, which is actually a gorgeous cemetery, and it's huge. And her ceremony was the funeral was um, services were held at the Hillside Chapel, and the view was ridiculous. They even, at the end of the service, they um, let out doves. Each family member got to hold a dove and let it go, and then they let out all the doves. It was gorgeous. But a wind came up there that was cold, because it was kind of, it wasn't quite wet, but it was damp. And that wind came up and, and 
fucked me up bad because it was just at that point it was just my throat, and now it's my throat. You know, at least you could like, oh, I'm so sorry. Why is this happening? Um, but then my throat stopped hurting, but then the nasal. I could, you know what, sis? I could deal with a sore throat better than I could deal with nasal shit. And 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 itchy nose, itchy itchy watery eyes, and the constant running of the nose. And I can't, hey, you know, I can't really fuck around with antihistamines too much because I'm working. Does anybody, anybody in the Horn family congregation knows of something so? A real true non drowsy antihistamine, well, antihistamine, no, but um, allergy medication that really works that, so I can function. I mean, it's not bad now. I, I think I'm kind of, I, I have a kind of a combination of ibuprofen and um, one antihistamine going, and it's, it's kind of working. But, y'all. Help us sister out. Is there, is, uh, there's a whole bunch of y'all folks that are listening to this show right now. Text or email Robin right away and say, yo, tell, tell Sister Tracy, this is what works for me because I can't afford to be at home right now. I got to work. And I, I know it's not COVID because I'm responsible and I took COVID tests. I've gotten my boosters. I got my flu shot. The only thing, the only vaccine that I haven't done is the RSV. That's the only vaccine that I need that I have. I don't, well, I don't know if I really need it, but I think it was recommended, but I haven't, um, um, I haven't had it, I haven't, I haven't had the shot yet. But y'all, this, it's going to be just, I rather, if it's going to be this windy for the rest of the month, I, I can't hang, you know? So I I am pleading, please, please, y'all, please, please, please help us sister out. Anybody that deals with allergy, I know y'all know what this pain is like. Anyway, it's it's well, uh, Ralph, really had a Ralph says Ralph says Tracy try Claritin red t- ready tabs. Claritin ready what? Ready tabs R E D I T A yeah R E D I R E D I T A B S. I don't know. Are those the ones that just okay? Because this this must sound horrible on the <laughs> on, on the show to hear me just you know. Well, at least I kind of cut down the sneezing part, but not by much. So, have is there anything that you're watching right now? See, I'm trying to stay away from. The, the, I'm trying to be happy because like I said, right now I'm dealing, I've dealt with my best friend dying, my sister's mom dying, and now, uh, a, a favorite aunt dying. And it's just, it's just been a lot. I, I just, and we're not even, this is, we only, we just recently just had the first full weekend of 2024. Mm-hmm. We're not even halfway through the month. You know, and of course we had our first school shooting on the fourth of January right. and just last week. So it's like seventy three days to the first day of spring. Oh yes. 
that's now that's something that that's something to be grateful for. Oh, absolutely! You know, because spring is, you know, I mean, I really can't complain because again, I live here. But and let's face it, this time last year, we were doing some stupid rain shit. That's true. You know, because um, like it's not like we didn't leave the, the rain, but it was it was just it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I mean. Uh, the floods and people's houses sliding down hills and and you know I, I do feel bad for people who you know live in these places but it's not like you didn't know that there was gonna be you know that there was not a strong possibility of your house falling down a hill because of rain me personally, I, I just have this thing about not living somewhere where I think even if I could afford to live on a hill, I mean, I guess knowing what you and I and, and our, the whole family community congregation knows about climate change and soil erosion and, and, and stuff like that, we would not. We would not, we would not live in houses or places where you, you know, like, like our favorite show, Bosch. As cool and as beautiful as the view is in his house is, I ain't living, I don't, I don't get the fact, why would you, uh, you know, floods and mudflies and landslides, all that aside, girl, you live in a house on stilts in, in California. Might as well, yeah, might as well, I mean, might as well like plant it right on top of the San Andreas and say, fuck it. Right. Right. That part. Like you said, it's like, you know what? I, 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 like you said, might as well park it on the top of the San Andreas and say, hey. Why not, you know, and I, I, a girl, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. I just don't get well, it. Back, I, back, I, before, I, back, I like being, back before New Year's, I was driving across the New River Gorge Bridge one evening, you know, because it gets dark so early. And I looked off, I looked off to the, uh, let's see, south, so I looked off to the west, the southwest side of the gorge, and there were all these twinkling lights from these little McMansions. Like, oh, those houses that they built since. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah, those 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 weren't here. Those weren't here twenty years ago. And the, are they up against the hill? No, now, they're, your they're, house. They're, How is your house? They're up on top of the gorge, uh, but you know, you go down about six inches, and you're on solid sandstone. I mean, I'm no geologist, but. Sandstone is not something that you could build on that, or you can build on it, but you shouldn't. You're right. You know, I'm not a geologist. I just play one on television. Oh, I know the, re- I know the, I know the, I know the, I know the genuine article. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah, Miss Terry, who, by the way, celebrated her birthday this weekend. So I told her I'd catch up with her in about 25 days. 
She's a Capricorn. I'm, a I'm an Aquarius. Yes. Yes. So did, yes. So did you um so did you send her her gift yet? She get her gift yet? Uh no, she'll get it when she gets back home. Oh, okay. Where is she right now? She's with uh, she's visiting her parents. Up oh, what we call oh, nice. what we call up home. <laughs> they're, Not they're, down home. Up home, up home from yeah. You know, she she's down on the Gulf Coast, so she's up home. Ah, she's she's up. About, how nice for her that her parents are still alive. Oh yeah, and and they are and they are you know in in good mental state. So she said it was really sweet, and I'm really happy for her. That's awesome to hear. I, I'm I'm glad for her because you know. Like my sister, she ended the year burying her mother. Yeah. And and her and and our dad was you know she didn't really have a I have more of a relationship with my father than she did, but and, and if you guys even know anything remotely, I, that was my father relationship with my father was strained at best. Okay, so. She has no recollection. So now both of her parents are dead. I mean, my dad will remember. Oh, that's what we, we didn't know me back then. But my dad died ten, literally ten days after nine eleven. Oh, yeah. So uh, he, and that's why as we get toward the end of the year. You know, literally from September into December, I don't do very well. It is, those months are a struggle for me. It is, it is very difficult to, for me to function because, of course, I have unresolved issues about my dad and hence that's why I'm in therapy. But I need to learn how it's, I don't know if it's, you know, what we need to do is learn how to move on or cope with what we have and become productive and use our grief and pain and anger. Which I, I never forget, I was listening to a, a, a forum about black studies and, you know, how it helps to shape, you know, the future of black America and learning from our past and stuff like that. And one of the things that one of the panelists was talking about was we are entitled to our rage and uh, 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 our pain, and but we need to call that, turn it into productive rage. Um, and, and basically, and that's how I am, that is how I am going and dealing with, and, working with these campaigns that I'm working on because I'm outraged with the way my city is things, the way things are happening in my city and, and the inequities that are happening. And so if there's a way, a, a way for me to turn my rage productive other than running for office, because that ain't happening and it's not because of my past or anything like that, but because it's gotten so ugly, why would anybody want to run for office? And that, and that's, that's a, ge- a general plan as well. Uh, 
I really feel that that is by design. What do you think? I, well, I, politics. I, I actually had this 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 conversation in Kroger's earlier today. Good pe- good people get run away from pursuing office, and of course, you know, this state, the Democratic Party, may as well be dead. Because it's not going to elect candidates for a very long time. And so it's the, the, the effort is simply wasted. So isn't Manchin retiring or something like that? Yes, yes. So he's is. leaving the Senate. And so that means. That means. Yes, that means the. That means that the next senator, the new junior senator from West Virginia, will be make West Virginia great big old governor Jim Justice and Baby Dog. He'll probably bring Baby Dog onto the floor of the Senate and let it take a dump. Uh, Who is the current junior? Who was the current junior senator from West Virginia? Uh, is Shelly Moore Capito? Oh, yeah. uh, that's her. Yeah, she, she is. She is. She is her. Her crooked daddy Arch in a bad wig. <laughs> See that right there. This. I mean, when we have these legacy families and these well, fucking crime families who. You know, when one dies, the other one just takes over by default? Pretty much. What kind of bullshit? Really, what kind of bullshit is this? It's the the way that wealth likes for shit to run. Mm Mm-hmm. And here we are, sis. Here yeah. we are. Yeah, a bunch of... At bunch the beginning of, of 2024. Bunch of Nepo babies. And yet, there's no... they, You know, they have no problem striking down affirmative action and college, you know, admissions. But they don't do anything about legacy admissions. Well, as, so, as, someone, as, many, as someone just said to me uh, over you know, on social media... You know, this uh, Bill Ackman and his cronies were all all hell you know hell bent for leather to get rid of three women who were presidents of major elite universities, and mm-hmm. and and women only make up thirty two percent of university presidencies as it is, but they're going after the three three of the top women. You gotta ask yourself and why. I, and, uh, why, three, you know, why is that? And, uh, and of those thirty-two percent, how many are BIPOC women? Do not know. I'm just. I mean, what I'm saying is, you just said only thirty-two percent of the presidents of colleges and universities across this country are female, and then, and like you said, they're going after them. But look at what. Even more so, especially you know what just happened with Claudine Gray. 
did you read that article that I sent you through Medium? Yeah. About how they they are they were when some asshole um, actually put in Twitter that she was scout. Yeah, that's 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 who they are. And they they revel in it with this. It was like with with it was like the best. It was Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, um, all rolled together. Fourth of July, it all rolled into one good, big, you know, big old get up, getting up, great getting up morning. Yeah, I said great getting up morning because you know those what those freaks believe in, and it's like. We, they got a toothbrush with Cardin Gray. Um, they got a black person and a woman. Yeah. That's the only a- thing that they, you know, if she, if, you know, it would have just been a trifecta if she was disabled as well. Or gay. Or, or, or that's what I was about to say. If she was, you know, a, a queer person, they, they, they probably would have, the, the amount of, 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 of limp dicks that got hard over those la- the last few L, days. L L L L. I'm sorry, I just ruined dinner for who? Uh, that would be the Mountain Standard Time Zone. Um, but, but yeah, look the reason they're the reason they're attacking the women is because women benefit by breaking down patriarchal structures. And that's kind of a part, exactly. of, and that's kind of a part of DEI. Yep, that part. And so, male, you know, white they, white male fragility is on display in the extreme. Like, to to so bad. It's just watching and listening. And then, like, you know, and it's not just the white men that are coming. You know, what was the bitch who was over the head of the committee? Oh, the she's, 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 the first place. she's not even the head. She's just a member. But everybody deferred their time to her so that she could uh, right. do, do, the, do the filthy bidding. Uh, Elsie Stupidnik. No, so it's not just the you don't have to be a man to be misogynist, and and you do not have to be white to be a white supremacist. You do not. So it's you know when you have and her issue you know and it's the whole thing about owning the lib and just meddling. Um, you know, our, 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 our educational and all that. And then come to find out which one of the assholes that going after her, that her, his wife was all caught up with, you know, you know, when they start checking on her shit, plagiarizing as well. And you know what? Is she, okay, I don't know if Dr. Gay plagiarized, but let me just say this as a black woman who was in, was in school 
and have been going to school off and on since 19, you know, in college since 1984. The scrutiny that as a black woman that we are put under as students, we tend to over, you know, we overthink our work because first of all, we got to deal with imposter syndrome and figure out maybe, you know, is our shit even good enough? You know, as as according to what uh, white male academics says, and then we got also be worried about plagiarism because they're going to check our work harder than anybody else's work. And on top of the fact, when she was going to school, they did not have the tools that we have now as students. Plagiarism in our work, girl. Now you can just scan a paper, sis. You write your paper. And you can scan it. You're not even like, I mean, not physically scan it through like a scanner, but you just run a program and it'll show you where the plagiarism could be. And it gives you, and even with that, most professors allow like a 10%, quite a 10% grace of plagiarism because there's something that aren't like, there's, it's not intentional plagiarism. It might be that there was a, you know, a comma, or quotation mark missing, or you might not have cited correctly. You know what I mean? Right. So I I can't even imagine back when I was an undergrad, back when I graduated from high school in 1984, because I think Clark, Dr. Gay is like my age, or, or you know, either maybe a, a couple of years older, but she, I, I'm pretty, I think she's under 60 or whatever, or maybe 60-ish. But we did not have the tools back then to completely check for the mistakes and plagiarism. I do not feel that there was any intent if there is by truly plagiarism, but I cannot tell you how many white kids that I know who paid for people to write their papers, okay? Because they could, and they were taking advantage of the, the poor college students, usually BIPOC people, Ooh, that's the only way they could make money in school because financial aid and uh, work study just was not would not be cutting it, right? And so, are we going to go back? Are we just going to fact check and and check for plagiarism for Dr. Gay stuff? Or are we just going to go through for every president or every high official in um, in, in academia? Make and, and check their bonafide. Are they bonafide? You know, because can you do you really think that if the plagiarism was as bad as they're saying that they were that it is, do you really think she would have risen to the actual, the higher to become the president, the fucking president of Harvard? Right, right. I mean, this was ne- this was never about plagiarism, but the problem was. Bill Ackman decided to decide, decided he wanted to get all high and mighty about it, and then he found out that his celebrity intellectual wife did ten times worse on her doctoral thesis, her dissertation. Right. Twenty-eight instances. And now, are we twenty-eight? That's what I'm saying, sis. Because, like you said, it wasn't about plagiarism. It was about the fact of getting, of, of making, of keeping this country, you know, making this country great again. 
you know, and this is old girl. I really, I want you to just really delve into lessons in chemistry because that's some of the, some, one of the things about this that show. We're talking is set in like mid nineteen fifty up to like the mid sixties or what have you. Well, actually, it's kind of you know it bounces around, but it was just showing what women went through trying to get their master's degree, their PhD, the hell, just to just to graduate with their bachelor's, and to see to watch brilliant women, and this is uh, you know across the board, be surrounded by mediocre white men who basically have failed their way up and who it's called the Peter, has, it's called know, it's called it's, it's called the Peter principle what's the Peter principle is something like the pleasure, pleasure principle no? no no the Peter principle <laughs> says that Don't roll your eyes at me. A, 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 a person a man will rise to the highest level of his own incompetence yep I think I'm pretty close there. Well, it's like, you know, you've heard about, like, during war, when you have the idiot lieutenant who should not be in charge of anybody, leading their his troops into, you know, into certain danger when the people who, like, the sergeants and stuff like that have, you know, said, no, this is not what we should do, and, and like, you know, shut up, I'm in charge. And what do they call it, fragging? Well, that's when you do away with one. That's what I'm saying. And that's, you know, I wouldn't be mad at some fragging. But that's what I'm saying. You know, when it gets to the point that it's either, I'd rather, you know, you know, face, you know, a court-martial and possibly a firing skull out of the rest of my life in Levensworth than to risk an entire group of young men and or women because you are uh, you are fucking ridiculous. What was that? Oh, wait. Right. Y'all, <laughs> we didn't frag him. But John Laura Kratt is right. I mean, I love John Laura Kratt. Don't get me wrong. But he was somebody that should have be, been fragged. I mean, do you remember him? Do you remember the movie at all? Uh, not in great detail. I mean, you got John Lorquette, you got um, uh, Harold Harold Ramis, Ramis, what's his name? Ramis and yeah. Bill Murray. Come on, and, and John Candy. Come on, one of the greatest comedy war movies ever. And then you had Cotton. What was his name? Oh, oh, I can't remember. That played the drill sergeant. <laughs> and who knew, you know, what they were doing. They were going into the wrong territory or anything like that. But when you have these white men who are ruled by their, you know, who are pissed off that they have the penises the size of an atom... And now, the only now, way they can show their manhood. Okay, not all white men have the size, you know, but I'm talking about uh, the white men that are in charge and, and are just wholly incompetent and are trying to um, make up for their lack of. 
by taking being in positions that can literally destroy and kill people and nothing happens to them. I know I'm going on a tangent, but it's still that you gotta rewatch stripes. I rewatched it the other day. <laughs> and I maybe because I have this uh, I have a, a, a deep a deep love of all things Bill Murray. Because I just think he's hilarious. But it's like when we put you know, I don't know if this is just, and I think the first time I heard about, I was watching some show and they were talking about fragging and how, how many, you know, what was I watching? I forget. It was something. I think it might have been an NCIS episode. And this brother went to jail for fragging his, superior officer and come to find out that he didn't actually, it wasn't him. Um, there was kind of a cover up, but anyway, but of course there's a black man that got the blame, but it's just, are we ever, do you think that we have a chance to rest and just to, to take our country? And it's not even, we can't even say take our country back because it was never designed for people like save us. Save our country. Save our country. Save our country. How about how about let's make America actually great? Let's let's. You know, you know I'm, let's, no, no, no. You know, hold on, hold on. I don't want anything to do with that maggoty language. I'm a I'm a traditionalist, Tracy. I want to pursue a more. Okay. Per- I want to pursue a more perfect union. No, 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 more perfect union. That part. I'd like to achieve domestic we tranquility. Sing it. Let's sing it together. We the people in order to form a more perfect union. No, no, I'm not going to be singing because we got fifty dollars to go on an eighty dollar challenge, and then there's a twenty five dollar okay. challenge. Okay, you know what? We don't want. There's a twenty five dollar challenge after that from TJ. And it's the Elon Musk dope fiend challenge. Wait, what is the? Okay, so there is obviously a story behind the Elon Musk dope fiend challenge. Oh, sis, spill the tea on that one. No, front. It's at the front of the program. Uh, it, 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 okay. Boil, what it boils down to is uh, members of the Tesla board and other boards have been more than a little bit worried about. Leon Scum being, well, twisted a lot. Cocaine, ketamine, LSD, weed. Okay, so here's my question. And see, I don't know if I talked about this, you know, on the show. I don't know if I've brought it up to you, but I know I've talked to, I have a friend who is fucking, this woman is so fucking brilliant. She has a master's in math. How do you get a master's in math? She was one of those people. Oh, you got to you got you got to know how to play with numbers that nobody knows about. Right, and her security level. She was working for Rock Rocket Guy, Lockheed, one of those places, right? And she, and I just can only imagine what she went through because she graduated from Claremont college in 1974 okay she got her bachelor's from there in 74 and then she went to Cal State Dominguez and got her master's 
in math. And at one point, because she's retired a while ago, but she's kind of bored, you know, and she's still, you know, she's still relatively young. So she's like, she was actually considering a job at SpaceX because SpaceX is right. She was not far from her house and stuff like that. And she's more than qualified, right? But we were talking about how in the fuck does some, 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 some idiot, some racist, just piece of misogynistic, crazy person, somebody that I heard, I don't know, that really believes, I don't know if this is rumor, uh, that, that we're living in a simulator, like, you know, the Matrix. How is he have so much, how does he have so much sway that he is basically in charge of our space program? Where, what, what kind of security clearance does he have? He doesn't. But his company, their people, they're building rockets, right? And they're, and they're flying, um, you know, launching them from Vandenberg Air Force Base and all this kind of shit. But isn't that too much power for a person in public, in private life to have? You can make that you, you can you can make that argument. I mean, like you just said, okay, he doesn't have security clearance or close like that. But the man is a wackadoodle, and that's a you know that's a scientific term. You know that, right? Yes, it absolutely. Is. Aside from racist, but just okay. Let's just take the racism and the misogyny and all that other stuff out of this equation. Which you, if you have if you're a sane person, you cannot. But the man is straight up nuts. Okay? And he has, to me, as a person who is, you know, paying her taxes and stuff like that, whatnot, and so forth, but I, it, it makes me nervous that he has all this power. And, and I think at one point, did you see, do you still, do you have Max still? Yeah. Did you watch the last, um, um, what is it, last week tonight um, with John Oliver? Oh, the Elon. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. And when he started listing off all the things that he that he has his tentacles in, did that make you look, I know it made me a little nervous. It, 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 it kind of scared me, and I wonder, did it scare you to know? How much power this man has? Is it just me, or is these things are these things we should be? You know, I don't know. A little concerned about. Yeah. He's look. He's more, and and, and, and that's and that's the thing. He's apparently. Well, at least at least he didn't commit plagiarism, right? So he's still on the right side of Bill Ackman because he's not black or female. He's just a misogynist. Right. He's just a misogynist, transphobic, bigoted, uh, queerphobic jackass. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't, play, he didn't okay. plagiarize, any, plagiarize anything. He's out there. He's out there running millions of dollars in companies uh, higher than Hunter S. Thompson ever dreamed of being. Like I said at the beginning of the pro- program, the only the only thing not on that list was was Ether and him seeing bats. What about salt bath and stuff like that? 
Well, I don't. I don't know. But I don't. I ain't watched it. So. Okay, but I like this one higher than a giraffe's vagina. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> what am I gonna do with you? Well, it's I. You know what? I admit that I. I have. I, I can be. You know, skewed and you know, definitely. I'm. You know, biased toward certain people or certain things. But this is that part about the more perfect union. There's no way that somebody like Leon Scum. I mean, we got. He, you know, he, he was the satellite. Um, at one point, he was, you know, letting people of Ukraine use the satellites, and then I guess something happened with that. And then now they don't have access to the satellites anymore. And nobody should be able, just because some, somebody didn't say your name right or give you the accolades that you think you deserve, and just take their toys from the sandbox and run away because I don't like those people anymore. Well, Matt in San Francisco, uh, with a, Matt in San Francisco, with an observation, Tracy, that is valid. Subject line: drugs. I couldn't imagine doing drugs with Elon. I'm not passing judgment. The only drugs I haven't done are the ones that were invented post 1987. I love doing drugs with fun people. Had some great times and laughed and carried on. Elon strikes me as the type of guy that could ruin any high. Just saying. Well, can can come on. Matt, consider, dude smokes weed with pink Shrek. Who wants to get high with Joe Rogaine? Man, I mean, if you're going to get high with somebody, you get high with quality people like Willie, like Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson would never get high. Willie Nelson got too much about himself that he would never. I don't think he... I mean, I, it's just you know my assessment of who I think Willie I could, Nelson I is. Could, I couldn't I couldn't be in the same county where Willie Nelson's getting high. The contact buzz alone would cripple me. <laughs> well, well, him and him and you, because him and Snoop Dogg hang out smoking weed. Could you imagine? No. He said the contact high. Mm-mm. Even my friend, who I call a professional, a while back. I took these two white boys for Lyft, and they were going to some cannabis thing here in L.A. They were from, I think they were from Oregon or whatever. Aren't they and all? And so they were asking me about, <laughs> I, I, and they were asking me about, you know, me, and, and I said, I can't, even if I wanted to, I can't because I could let them pee test it. Because, you know, EA drug tests and stuff like that. Right. Common carrier, and so they gave me some, right? And they gave me a sample of their product that I said I knew I, I was going to give it to my girl, my, my girl, right? Who I call a professional weed smoker because that girl can smoke and fuck. She is, you know. So when I I gave it to her, then the next day I she smoked it. The next day, I said, "How are you? You know, how was it?" Because again, I have, I have nothing. Right, you, you, yeah, you have to live vicariously. Weed. I don't live vicariously to my folks who can legally smoke weed. She said, "Girl, that shit knocked me on my ass." <laughs> okay, 
Again, hold up. Hold up. Um, again, this is a professional. We <laughs> Claritin ready tabs. This is coming. Yeah, and they do. They dis- they, dis- they dissolve. They can dissolve under your tongue. Good. So they're sublingual. Ooh, listen to me knowing those kind of words. Because that's an excellent. <gasps> okay, before I forget, we never did the republicating Negroes, did we? Because I never. I don't think. I don't think you brought that up. No, and I, so family. If anybody becomes offended, I'm sorry. But the other day, Rob and I were talking about the various and sundry Republican um, black people. And I forget which one Both we were talking them. about. Right. <laughs> and so, I, you know, and, and so I don't know how I came up with this, but it is we will now be referring to those people as Republican Negroes. And so I, you know, I, I, I came up with a T-shirt that said, stop being a Republican and Negro, do better. And so we had a whole list of Republican and Negroes that we were, you know, and I know you had to listen, be there in the room or on the phone call, but we were laughing so hard that I think, because I think, we were talking. I think I was talking to you about the movie that's coming out about the the American Society of um, of magical uh, magical Negro Negroes, and those and basically anybody that's read, you know, pretty much a couple of Stephen King. This is the, the magical Negro trope, and you guys, that's those people like in the Legend of Beggar Van, um, the Green Mile. Uh, the uh, Green Book. Uh, um, what's another one? And kind of like, you know, uh, Hogue, not Hogue, but well, well, Hogue and Driving Miss Daisy. Or, um, uh, again, uh, or the character Morgan Freeman played in the Shawshank Redemption. And so... Magical Negroes are the Negroes that are in these movies and these stories that are there to make white people's lives better and to make them comfortable. And so now we have, so we decided about the Republicaning Negroes who are there that they hate them. And now the difference between, in my opinion, as a, as, as a Negress, the, the whole purpose the purpose of a Republicating Negro, okay, so the purpose of the um, magical Negro is to make white people comfortable so nothing terrible happens to black people, and that's basically what the magical Negro does. But in my opinion, the Republicating Negro is the Negro that is so filled with self-hate and so caught up in white supremacy that their very function is to prove to and to make white people normally Republicans show that we're not racist. We have a Republican Negro. How's that sound? There we go. So the, whole, the, the whole purpose of a Republican Negro is not so much to make white people comfortable because they think white people are the know-all be-all, but their very existence goes to show, look, we have a Republican, you know, look, we're not racist. We got Clarence, you know, there's, you know, Clarence Thomas is a, 
is a Republicating Negro. Uh, uh, Candace Owens is the Republicating Negro. Shelby Steele. That remember, I was trying to think of the, the head Republicating Negro. Yes. And I sent you the article. Shelby Steele. So I knew his last name was Steele, but I knew yeah, Jesse was Le- not Michael Steele. Uh, yeah, Jesse Lee. Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, E.W. Jackson. You know, so these people, they're, 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 and they're also used as a recruitment tool for other Negroes who are, who are listening to and understandingly believing the lie about getting off the Democratic plantation. So they're, 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 they're there as, you know, this proves that the Republican Party are not racist and it's a recruiting tool to bring in more Republican Negroes. Yeah. What? No, I, I think you're right. But we got to get out of here. I know you do, but that's all. So, and for those of you who have money, because I still don't, <laughs> almost a year later, and Dad and I are slowly coming out the muck and the mire. But in this last two minutes, please, 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 please. Robin has how many? How many um, challenges do you have up? How much do they total for? Um, let's see. We've got uh, we got seventy five dollars in challenges. Fifty to fifty to go. That'll net us eighty. In other words, if we bring in fifty more, we're done with fundraising for last week. Okay. Y'all come on now. And then there's another twenty-five dollar Elon Musk dope fiend challenge, courtesy of TJ. You know what? On that one, I got I got five on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got five on that one. I I can spare five dollars. So I need y'all to to you know again don't drink one 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 latte you know I uh chai tea latte. From a grande, because I know how much they cost. They're like five dollars. Just don't buy that. If, if all of us pick a day not to drink a, a chai latte from Starbucks and donated that five dollars to our sister instead, we wouldn't have to keep begging. I'm just saying. Yeah, I understand. It's not exactly. It's, it's it's not exactly easy to do. It's not. It's not great for my sense of dignity. Because the other part of that is, is that you know, so I have I have until the fifteenth to be able to pay for some health insurance for February, because I couldn't do it in December. So, well, that part, you guys, you know, if y'all, I know I am blessed that I live in civilization in this the state called California, where they go out of their way to provide health care for all of our all of the citizens. Oh. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but in, as of this year, uh, undocumented folks can finally get medical insurance in the state of California. That was one of the state laws that took place as of the 1st of January. It's humane. For that part. It's humane. Humane? It's humane. Well, anyway, I love you more than, I, uh, than my luggage, sis. Well, hon, you have a good you, you have a good you evening. Uh, uh, there was a, there was a suggestion for you to try some Benadryl, but that you no, you can't be sleepy like that. Uh, I'm so no, I, I'm so drug I sensitive. I walk I walk past the Benadryl in the store and I start I I, I start yawning. Well, 
Well, I could take, I took, so what I did was I didn't take the full dosage of Benadryl. I just took one tablet and that seems to help once it kicks in. Well, the, so the, the Claritin the the Ready tabs are non-drowsy. And, and they work. And yeah, and it might be like once a day or something. I don't know. Okay. So with that said, I love you guys. Please give to Robin. And hope to talk to you guys soon. Bye. All righty. See you, Tracy. From the mean streets of Los Angeles. Well, that's it, y'all. More in Monday. Off to a rousing start and a rousing finish. Uh, by the way, Rotted FK is in the notes for uh, the folks who palled around with Jeffrey Epstein. Donald Trump's in there several times. Um. Uh, Trader Tot was complaining about it. It didn't go well for him. Uh, Trader Tot uh, put up a meme with a picture of Jeffrey Epstein saying, Trump should get your vote just for his war on pedophiles and sex trafficking rings alone. Not one name on the Epstein, Epstein flight logs has endorsed Trump, but every single one has endorsed Biden. And Billy Baldwin clapped back. He said, uh, your father incessantly called Marla Maples at her apartment while I was there rehearsing with her. You are only about 10 years old at this time, so perhaps you are not yet aware of what a disgusting pig and thief your father was. He cheated with Marla for years before your dearly departed mother, Ivana, now buried at a golf course, ever knew. Then he knocked her up and along came baby Tiffany in the shotgun wedding. And closing, I'd like to add that Daddy is on the Epstein client list flight log seven times. Is he not? Yes, he is. Rotted FK's on there. Prince Andrew. Alan Dershowitz. I only got massages. Apparently, everybody got massages. Uh, one of the people uh, who testified said uh, it was a treat that Mr. Epstein doled out. Oh, gross. So thanks, everybody. Thank you to our PayPal and Patreon subscribers. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thanks to our challenge makers. Hopefully somebody will jump in with the 50 bucks to finish, or somebody's the 50 bucks to finish uh, the uh, anonymous $75 challenge. And maybe somebody's got 20 more on the Leon Scum Dope Fiend Challenge, courtesy of TJ in Iowa. That is downright exciting in Iowa right now with all those weird little fascist maggots running around. Goodness me. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in the program in whatever manner you so choose. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thanks to our news ninjas. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, head on dot live. Remember, please like and subscribe to the podcast, especially if you're new. Leave a comment. That's cool, too. Pro a program this unique is worth some commentary. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia and a proud union shop. I'll be 
there with some folks from Coal River Mountain Watch tomorrow in Charleston. No program this tomorrow evening because um, I'll be in Charleston tomorrow evening. Um, thank you, Ben Birch. White Ro- no, I did that. Uh, <laughs> stay safe, y'all. Get your booster. Get your flu shot. RSV vaccine if you can find it. Especially if you're somebody who is around small children. Wear your masks, especially if you're anywhere near maggots or groups of five or more. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. And uh, if Clanny Oakley uh, looks at you beseechingly and says, But I didn't punch my ex-husband in the face. Well, avoid her like the plague. Because she is. Always, always, always. Gina. It's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.